What's up? It's Granger Smith, and this is the Granger Smith Podcast, Episode 7. It seems like every time I'm talking about music now, people are asking me about this podcast, which blows me away because I, I never thought it would become something that I love to do this much. Episode 7. So five episodes I've done now in the back of my bus. I did one in the lonely hotel room, and then today I'm at home. Our home is outside of Georgetown, Texas. We live out in the country, and I have a couple days off. We're, we're going to leave here tomorrow night. I'm going to go to New York City. The band is going to Albuquerque, and then we all meet in Las Vegas the day after that. And then things get really crazy. Really crazy because we have an album coming out October the 27th. That's in a few weeks. And I thought it would be pretty cool for this episode to tell you the stories behind the songs. And not, not you know, fancy stories like I would say on the radio. I'm talking about digging deep and, and telling you where these came from. How they were built, crafted, created, and why these are the ones that made the cut. I'll tell you. Now, this album, called When the Good Guys Win, the theme of it is living for today, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. That's been the theme all along. It started about a year ago, when I fell off the stage, broke a couple ribs, punctured a lung, and so much of that made me think about life and made me, made me wonder why we always worry about tomorrow and the, and the next show and the next album and the next tour. And, and I've been preaching to my band and crew this whole year. Let's enjoy this tour that we're on today. Let's enjoy the show we're about to play tonight because that's all we have, right? And so as, as I tell these stories, as I talk about these songs, I, I have some help here in the room with me. Say hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody. These are my two kids, Lincoln and London, and they know these songs better than anyone. So it only makes sense that they help with the podcast, right? Do you guys like this album? Yeah. All right, let's get started. Hey, DJ. Hey, Sunset. Hey, full moon creeping up over them pines in the distance. Hey, summer breeze. Hey, two lane road. I got a girl that means the world to me. And if you want to help me, let her know. Give Me Something is the first song on the album, track one. And I think it's a great way to lead into the songs because here we had this very innocent, descriptive narrative from a guy out on a date with a girl. And he really likes this girl, and he's calling for help through all the signs in the night. The stars, the moon, the radio, as if they're all friends of his, and they could help have influence on her and how she feels about him. Give me something she can dance to, throw up her hands to, run through her hair falling down. Give me something that'll take her breath away and make her think that heaven's right here, right now. Something that'll get those eyes looking at me like she's falling harder than the stars tonight. Anything to do the space that's in between us and nothing Come on, give me something Yeah One of the writers on this song's name is Justin Wilson Now you're going to hear that name a lot Because he had a hand in six of the songs on this album He's a genius writer, he's a, a, a brilliant singer And he sang the demo on the song originally And it freaked me out because then I had to go in 
make this record and sing it and know that I wasn't going to be able to do any justice to what Justin did. But man, he makes me better and I feel lucky to be able to soak up anything I can from him. Give me something. Give me something. This album is number nine for me and and people want to know what, what makes this album different from the others. Well, that's pretty easy. See, I was touring constantly during 2016 and 17. So the only way I could make this album was on the road, writing, editing, a lot of the recording, believe it or not, was all done on the road. I sang every song at home in a, it's not a studio, it's really a closet and a microphone. And uh, I recorded the drums and the, the bass and some of the bigger guitars in the big studio, but everything else was on the road. And I think that's really going to reflect back on the, on the songs. Because here I am sitting on the back of the bus and I'm parked in a parking lot watching people pull in and they're, they're getting out and they're lining up in the venue that I'm about to play. And I get to look at the exact people that I'll eventually deliver these songs to. What better way to do it? And on top of that, I get to have riders out on the road with me and we, we go and, and they watch the show that I'm about to play. And then we go back to the bus and we say things like, A... You did this, and it was amazing. Let's do more of that. Or B, you know, I watched the whole show, and I didn't see very much of this. Let's write that. And I think that's how I ended up recording You're In It. You're In It, this track two on the album, and it's got this beat that's perfect for a live show. It has energy, it has some mystery around it, and yet it's still a country love song. It just has that mojo that you know on a Saturday night in a packed house and the lights come on in the front of the stage, it works. You're in it every single good time When I press rewind in my mind, yeah, I'm fine You're in it every thought of what could be All I see is you and me in my dreams and One of the writers on this song, his name is Justin Adams, and he's an artist himself, a great dude and a great artist. And this is his first major cut as a songwriter. So I'm so proud of him for that. And you know, that, that brings up something that I've never felt before. And that's the responsibility of singing another songwriter's song. And, and as a songwriter myself, I know how impactful that could be. And I know how important every cut is. And so here I am out on the road, writing and bringing guys out with me. And inevitably, the, one of the writers would say, Hey, Granger, you know, I want to play you something we wrote a couple weeks ago. And see if you dig it, maybe you could help finish it for me. And so they, they would play it. And, and several times I would think, that song is amazing, and no, I'm not going to help you finish because it's already done, but I want to record it. And then I kind of get this new ownership in the song in a way that I've never felt before. And I feel this responsibility of thank you for allowing me to be the voice of your idea, your baby. And they're thinking, thank you for giving my song a chance. And, and so it's this mutual camaraderie that's such an amazing feeling. It's like having a teammate in this crazy music business, and that's awesome.
This podcast is brought to you by Yee Yee Energy. My name is Granger Smith, and I'm talking about my brand new album that comes out October 27th to the world called When the Good Guys Win. And I got to tell you guys, in case you didn't know, I understand in this crazy world of streaming music, which is great. And, you know, I'm all about people hearing the music however they can. And streaming is very important because it gets my name out there. It spreads the message so that hopefully you and your friends could come see me in concert. But I also want to talk about the few people that actually still buy records and what that does to an artist and the team around them. You see, it helps build our story. It helps build our reputation. It allows us to have bigger tours and deeper spots on festivals. Buying the CD itself is actually a really cool piece of memorabilia you could bring to the show and we could sign for you too. So if you're one of those people that still buys records, God bless you and I hope you know that you're keeping our dream alive. I want to get back to this track listing on my brand new album, When the Good Guys Win. And to talk about that a little bit more, I have two people sitting with me right now that know these songs better than most because they've been listening to these songs since they were just demos. They're my two kids, Lincoln and London. They're six and three. Okay, so you guys come sit on my lap. Wait. Uh, First of all, do you guys like all my new songs? Yes. What's your favorite song of mine on the new album? Ooh, ooh, what? I know one. What? Um, um, here comes the rocket ship. You're in it. What do you like about you're in it? I like it because Lincoln always gets me in dance moves, and he always says, um, Mama on the front porch. Rocket ship! Lincoln seems to be liking rocket ships right now. That's a battery, buddy. You can't put batteries in your mouth. Raise up your glass. Why do you like that one? Because I like it because it's fun and it has lots of dance moves. Well, that's the second time you liked a song because of the dance moves. All of them have dance moves. I'll be honest with you. On track number three called Raise Up Your Glass, dance moves is not the first thing that comes to my mind, but uh, a really cool song with a great message about celebrating the good times is... I got the first round Could be a last second Hail Mary game winning touchdown Could be hitting it off with the one that you're hitting on Turning the page, new day, finally moving on Whatever it is, yeah, whatever it is Raise up your glass and make a toast To all of the times that mean the most Go on and let your worries roll right off your back Still got some memories left to make A whole lot of shots left to take So let's hold them high and live tonight Like it's our last Raise up your glass So this whole album was produced by Frank Rogers, Derek Wells, some stupidly talented guys that are some of my good friends, and me. I'm way too OCD and way too too much of a control freak to not also produce all of my albums too. And I remember on Raise Up Your Glass, and keep in mind that this is all edited on the back of my bus, I'm talking to the to the guy building the beats and I was like, I want some kind of grandfather clock like, and he found it and it worked. 
This song is one of those songs that could have been a ballad. It could have been stripped down, one guy on a guitar. But we gave it this energy. So it's strong and powerful. And I think the message is strong and powerful. And we're going to be able to stand up there and play this live. And although it may be a little sentimental lyrically sometimes, we're going to be able to stand up there on stage and deliver with power. And I love Raise Up Your Glass. What a good message. We still got some memories left to make. A whole lot of shots left to take. So let's hold them high and live tonight like it's our last. Yeah, Raise Up Your Glass. All right, what's next? Track number four. It's the first time I get to talk about SGOP. Now, there's a group of buddies that I've developed a relationship with over the last few years, starting with If the Boot Fits. Now, it's these guys, Andy Albert, Jordan Schmidt, my buddy Justin Wilson, who we talked about at the beginning, and me. The first tour that we took together, us four, was when I was on the Florida Georgia Line Tour in Canada last fall. We brought these guys out, and uh, we hit it off immediately, creatively and as friends. So when we got together on the bus with some guitars, it just felt right. We wrote a bunch of really good songs, back to back to back. At one point, we, we decided we needed a name for, for our group. You know, every great group of songwriters, not that we're great yet, we're trying to be, but every great group of songwriters has a name. After a bunch of beers and a bunch of songs and a good day of writing, we were at dinner and talking about how we're wanting to make a name for ourselves and we haven't established anything yet. Somebody said, we're just a small group of people. And for whatever reason, that stupid name became S-T-O-P and it stuck. And we've been saying it ever since. Now, out on this tour, one of the members of Florida Georgia Line, Tyler Hubbard, I think he was a little bit jealous because we were writing songs and he wasn't. And he's just a very, very creative guy. He loves to be right at the center of creation. So um, he came to me one morning and goes, hey, hey, Grange, uh, if you guys are writing songs and you get on something today, will you please let me know? Will you send me a text? I said, sure. So sure enough, after breakfast, we came back. We started writing a little bit. And as soon as we got a groove and we got something feeling right and we got a few words, I texted Tyler and I said, hey, man, we're on something. And 30 seconds later, he was coming in the bus, put his, put his reading glasses on, pulled out his phone, pulled up his notepad, and we were off to the races. Here's what we wrote. You order a drink, it goes down smooth. Before you can blink, it turns into two. The first single on the record happens like that. It started with the first line, led to the second line, and, and then the third, and it was just some guys with guitars grooving, not knowing where it was going to go. And sometimes good songs happen like that. It happens like that. Out of the blue sky, lost in her blue eyes Yeah, when it happens like that Nothing to lose turns right into you Do it all you can do just to keep her around Till the moon goes down and you're back at your house One thing leads to another You loving each other when looking you never look back It happens like that This song will always be special to me because for the music video I used my wife and our little baby boy River Who was one year old at the time So... Happens Like That is a very personal song for me. Um, Dad, can you turn on the kitty cat song? Well, I don't, I don't have a kitty cat song on this album. But yeah? No, no, the kitty cat song. 
Well, what it, we're talking about... Happens like cats. Oh, happens like cats. Yeah. Well, that's a parody about happens like that. So is happens like that your favorite? No, can Yeah. All right. Well, what they're talking about is I made a parody of my own happens like that called I Happen to Like Cats, trying to make the kids laugh, being silly. I'll make a funny video one day. It goes like this. It's Saturday night. What could be better than crocheting cat names all over my sweater? I've never been a dog kind of guy Chasing their tails, scratching themselves and barking all night Yeah, my best friends are at my house Purring around, clawing my couch, right meow I happen to like cats The ones with the blue eyes, even the green eyes Yeah, I happen to like cats Give me a feline over a canine They got nine lives, who needs a spouse When you got pussy cats all over the house Milo and Sprinkles still ballin' Mr. Dingles Yeah, as a matter of fact I happen to like Cats It goes on, but I'll spare you I'll spare you from the rest of it But it's kind of sad that My Son Lincoln, that's his favorite song on the album Even though it's not on the album But I'll put it out one day. I'll make a I'll make a video one day for it. Speaking of Lincoln, he has his singing debut on this album. And this is a song that I wrote with SGOP. It's one of my favorite songs I wrote with them and one of my favorite songs now to play live. We've been playing it live. And it's a song about the good old things in life, the uh the things that no matter how much time goes by, they still hold up. Now, when I first made the demo of this song, Lincoln loved it and he sang it all the time. So, I thought he deserved to Start the whole song off on the album. It goes like this. That tractor, lucky red paint, that. That tractor, massy red paint, takes a couple more cranks these days, but it still holds. Yeah, still holds up That 45 wax wailing song Every time it comes on It might have a little crackle in the vinyl But give it a little time And it'll hit you down deep in the gut It still holds up It feels good Still turn like a kitten Like a Detroit engine Like a cold glass bottle coke And mama cooking in the kitchen Man, it never gets old like country music. I love the way this one feels. And the idea was very simple. I was with SGOP, we were on the bus, and we were listening to the songs we wrote the day before. You know, test them out, see how they were. And sure enough, Andy Albert goes, hey, they still hold up. And I said, yes, they do. And that's the title we need to write today. In recording it, we put some good old Waylon Jennings phaser guitars. And I hope that in 30 years, people could look back on this song too and say, You know, music has always been healing for me. And no matter what event I've, I'm going through in my life, good or bad, it seems like music is, is the first thing I turn to. 
especially songs that make me feel good. And that's what this next song is, track number six. It's it's a song that every time I hear it, it just makes me smile. And so much of this music business is about getting more people to listen to you and, and evolving your sound. But this song is about the good guys. And it makes me think about all the good guys in my life, dad, uncles, brothers, grandpa. And I think there's something to say for cutting a song on a record that, that if not for any other reason, just makes me feel good. He's a greasy wrench turning on a big block Chevrolet. First in, last out every day. He's a mega dollar, give a dollar if you need me, holler, kind of good old boy. There's a single white trailer, couple acres on the edge of town. Front porch sun going down. And that pretty thing swinging and the swing like a dream is wearing his ring. Don't you love it when the good guys win? Don't you love it when a ship comes in? Yeah, man, every now and then What goes around comes around again Don't you love a little long shot prayer? Underdog on a hell of a tear He wants a kiss and she leans in Don't you love it when the good guys win? I think this song has got my favorite line of the whole album. He's a make a dollar, give a dollar, if you need me holler kind of good old boy. I know some guys like that. I'm sure we all do. When the Good Guys Win is also the title of the album, but it wasn't always the title. It actually happened last minute. Albums in the past, a lot of times I've, I've known what the title was going to be before I wrote the first song. This one was different. I had a title. I had a working title, and we were just about to go public with a press release, and just a few days before, something happened that changed the course of this record forever. Hurricane Harvey hit the coast of Texas. We all watched it on the news, and we saw the strength of people. We saw the strength of my home state. We saw the good guys. We needed to recognize the good guys. Right then and there, watching the news, it became very clear. I would now rename the album When the Good Guys Win. Don't you love it when the good guys win? Don't you love it when the shit comes in? Don't you love it when the good guys win? February 17th, 2017. I'll never forget that day. We were on tour in Rio Doso, New Mexico, playing a show at a casino called Inn of the Mountain Gods. At that point, it was about two and a half months after I had fallen off the stage in New Jersey, broke my ribs, and punctured a lung. I spent three weeks on the couch and six weeks recovering before I could start playing again. Now, the reason this date was important to me is because I was going to go snow skiing. And this is a truly redemption thing for me because snow skiing is one of my favorite hobbies. And as much as everyone said, man, you just broke some ribs, you're still kind of recovering, you probably shouldn't go get on a mountain... I needed to. You see, snow skiing is one of those things where I could shut the world off. I could feel the cold wind in my face and the snow under my boots. I could see views that I feel like man is not supposed to see at that kind of temperature and that kind of altitude. It's God's gift. And uh, no matter what people said about my ribs at the time, I needed to be on that mountain. And that morning was cold. It was really cold. There was a snowstorm that had moved in. Uh, the visibility was pretty much nothing there in the blizzard, and I was at the very top of the mountain, which is 12,000 feet. 
I decided that I should wait out the blizzard 10 or 20 minutes. So I found a lodge at the top of the mountain, cruised on in, kicked off my skis, found a fireplace in the corner and a table, sat down, took off my goggles and kind of shook off the snow powder and then brushed away the, the drops of water that had formed on the table from my, my hat. I pulled out my phone. There was barely any service. I noticed that I had an email from my producer, Frank Rogers. I can't make this story up, y'all. This is exactly how it happened. I pulled up the email, and he had sent me a song. He said, I, I know we're not looking for songs right now, but I think you need to hear this. Now, keep in mind, Frank doesn't send me songs very often, but he's got a good ear, and when he does, I'm going to listen. And I've got some time. I'm sitting here by this fireplace, put in my headphones. The download takes forever, but I finally get it. I hit play, and there it was. The moment when the perfect song meets the perfect moment and the perfect time when the listener was needing to hear the message. And right there at 12,000 feet, sitting by that fire, I started crying. Everybody's got a first kiss But not everybody makes it last Everybody's got a long list Of some someday I'm gonna do that Whoa, but nobody needs time till it runs out Oh, so why take a left when you can take a right now Everybody's got a future but not everybody makes it past Everybody's got a chance to take But some don't take Till it's too late to take it back Everybody's got a last breath But not everybody breathes it in Everybody dies But not everybody lives Not everybody lives Everybody Lives hit me like a ton of bricks, and I needed to hear that. I, I, I struggle so many times with, with being a musician, and is what I'm doing worth the cause, worth the effort, worth the travel? And there on that mountain, I got that message again, that I'm on the right path. I'm living. I'm following the dream. And although I didn't write this song, I feel such a, a, a huge responsibility and a big ownership in this because it impacted me and now I have to deliver the message. Because if there's someone out there that needs to hear it and I could be the one that gives that to them, <laughs> someone that might be on that mountain like I was at the time, then it's all worth it. It's worth it. Track number eight is a song called Stutter. I wrote this with SGOP, and I was wanting from the very beginning to write something different. Something that was a whole new flavor for my live show. I mean, it was so different when I wrote it that even the guys in the SGOP said, hey, we got a bunch of good songs. Are you sure you want Stutter? 
And then they heard the final version of my recording. They said, oh, I love it now. You got me stumbling, mumbling, fumbling my words like, whoa, yeah, I'm tripping and slipping up, girl, you're making me stutter, stutter, yeah, you're making me stutter, stutter, and the studio stutter was a challenge for me because there's so many moving parts. I, I could produce a song like Still Holds Up in my sleep, but this one is a lot more involved and it challenges me. And I like that about stutter. I'm very proud of the way this turned out. I'm glad I fought for it. And I still think there's something really, really special about this track. You're making me stutter. Stutter. Yeah, you're making me stutter. My question is, do you think anybody else out there needs to listen to this album? Me. Oh, Lincoln has an answer. Go. Um, I know what elephants eat. You know what elephants eat? Water. Well, they, they eat water? Yeah. So, well, the question was... No, their mouth is their trunk. With their trunk. But... The question was, do you think anybody should listen to this album? I would say yes. Why? Me! Because you're a singer and you have fans. Shouldn't there be more than just me being a singer and have fans that someone should listen to this album? Hold on a second. Lincoln's got... Go ahead, buddy. Um, Wizards eat wild um, dead animals. Thank you, Lincoln. I'm glad we got that straight. Anyway... Track number nine is another SGOP song. And the story behind this one is we were in Vancouver, British Columbia, and it was Andy Albert's birthday. And I told him that day, I said, hey, man, we got to write you a birthday song. And everyone kind of giggled. I said, no, I'm serious. We need, we need to write Andy a birthday song. And they're like, well, what, how do you write a birthday song? What do you put birthday candles in it? And I said, yeah, we can. I said, what if we write a song about living life to the fullest no matter how old you are? We certainly feel young at heart. So what if we had a song called Never Too Old to Die Young? They never too old to die young. Never too tall to grow up. Never too late to get to living because you only get one. Never too good to be bad. Ain't never too scared to be tough. Don't count them candles on the cake or the trips around the sun. Don't count the candles on the cake or the trips around the sun. There it is, Andy. We got your birthday song. And we even got candles and a cake in the lyrics. That's not easy to do. And I love this song. The message is part of the backbone of this whole album. Live for today. No matter your age, you're never too old. Ain't never too old to die young.
Justin Wilson is part of SGOP. But if you remember, he also wrote the very first track, Give Me Something. Now, the first time I ever had him out on the road with me, we were going to sit down and write. And he said, so, man, uh, what are we going to write about? And I said, Justin, do me a favor. Watch the show tonight that we're about to play. Study the show and see if you, if you see anything that I'm missing. He said, okay, good plan. That night, I get back on the bus after the show, and he's like, man, he had, a, he had a guitar out ready to go. He goes, I got something. I watched your whole show, and man, I dig it. I dig the energy, but the, the, you know, I've, I know you and your wife, and I know the, the love that y'all have, that, that innocent love that you guys have, and I don't see that at all in the show. I don't see you stand up and deliver that very personal love song. And I've got an idea for you. And I said, what? And he goes, love ain't blind because I see you. I said, brother, you're a genius. And we got to work. Love ain't blind. Hell, I see it all the time. Tonight it's wearing a dress, making me smile, stealing my breath. I used to think it was true Oh, but baby, it's a lie Love ain't blind Cause I see you It was the perfect song, but I needed one more thing. I needed to convince my wife, Amber, to make an appearance. I see you Then I got her. Here she is at the end. Putting the songs in order on an album is called sequencing. It's kind of a lost art. It, it used to be really be important when the only way to consume music was on an album, starting at number one and going all the way down the bottom. It's not like that anymore because of streaming. You could pick the single that you want and you, you play them all out of order. So the sequence doesn't matter as much, but it does to me. And maybe I'm just old school, but I still think it's important on, on what songs go in what order. On this album, I took a piece of paper and I wrote 14 titles on it and I cut them into 14 different rectangles, put them on the table and then moved the order around until I found the right order of moments, right? The peaks and valleys of the story that I wanted to be told, whether it was music or lyrics, the order is very specific. I put it there on purpose. I wrote in the album notes on this record that a few of these songs will be heard by many. And many of these songs will be heard by only a few. And that's okay. That's, that's something I've accepted because that's the reality of the world that we live in today. People want one single, maybe two, and they don't consume the record. But if you did, and if you listened to the whole album, and if you listened in order, you're one of the rare few, and, and you're someone close to my heart. Thank you for that, and I really hope you enjoy it. We've been 
lost in streets of neon and concrete creeping And somewhere up there is a sky full of stars But we can't see them enough, is enough Let's pack up and point this truck Where the moon shines down on a little tin roof Two-room cabin in the pines and the only sound is just me Setting two hearts on fire Let's move way out where the black top is Where it takes more time to get us into paradise There's a little house and a better life At the end of a four-wheel drive Here's a moment on the album called Four-Wheel Drive And it really speaks to that, that longing to, to get out To get away from the crazy world and to start over I love the peace that it brings of thinking about this cabin out in the woods in the middle of nowhere. I wrote it with Frank Rogers and Mike Fiorentino in College Station, Texas. This was Frank Rogers saying, man, what if we have a song called Four Wheel Drive? And I said, I mean, I'm not really interested in the song called Four Wheel Drive. Haven't we already done that? We've we've got a backward song. We have a lot of songs like that. And he goes, no, 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 no. It's not about a four wheel drive truck. This is about a house that's out somewhere so far off the beaten path that you need four-wheel drive to get there. But the hook is referring to the driveway, the house at the end of a four-wheel drive. I thought that was so cool. I got out my guitar and I started playing the little lick. You know, and it became the thing. And at the very end, if you listen close enough, I talked Amber into singing one more time. Here it is. Four-wheel drive. doing this podcast reminds me that I love these songs. I know that sounds funny, but sometimes I get caught up in music business and industry and I forget that the reason I'm doing all this is because I love these songs and I hope that you love them too. And I, I hope that by me talking about it and explaining them helps you understand them on a deeper level. And that's pretty cool. Moving on to track 12, this one has the most different path of any of the other creations on this record. Now, there's four writers on this song. I'm one of them, but I was never in the same room with any of them at any point of writing this song. Jordan Schmidt, a member of SGOP, had been working on this song called Reppin' My Roots. He emailed me what he'd been working on, and he said, Hey, man, I was thinking about you when I was writing this song. It kind of feels like something you would do. What do you think? To be honest with you, I didn't listen to it right away. It took a while. And then my, my brother, Tyler, heard it, and he said, hey, man, that song, Repping My Roots, man, I think you could do that. So I was like, okay, let me, let me dig into it. So I pulled it up, I listened to it, and immediately I started envisioning my version of the song, my, my lyrics of the song, which was a completely new second verse, a handful of new lines in the chorus, and a new first verse. So 
you know, it got to this point where I'm thinking, I'm about to change this whole song. I hope these guys, the other three writers, aren't going to be mad. But the compromise is that if I make it my song, then I can cut it, put it on the album. And, and, and if I don't cut it, then they could have their version back and go pitch it to anybody else they want to. So here I am sat in the back of the bus, and, and I pulled up the microphone, and I didn't even have to use a pen and paper. It was just all in my head. I turned on the mic, and I started singing, and I sang my version, sent it to Jordan, and he said, Dude, that sounds like a smash, and I was relieved. I wear that red and white on a Friday night when my hometown takes the field. I say yes, sir, yes, ma'am, try to be the best man. That's how I feel No matter where my heart runs I remember where I came from Still got that raised up ride That small town pride That black, red, white and blue Got that trust from my handshake Dust from a long day's hard work on my boots It's those friends I still got with me It's that town that made those memories Still got a piece of me Yeah, I got a piece of it too in everything I do, rapping my roots. I'm rapping my roots. I love that Red and White from my old high school football team made this song. My grandpa's Les Paul guitar, my dad's old truck I fixed up when I was 16. And I love that we talk about trust from a handshake, which is something that's so important to me. You can learn so much from a handshake. I love all the images that add color to repping my roots. It's those friends I still got with me. It's that town that made those memories. Still got a piece of me. Yeah, I got a piece of it too. In everything I do, repping my roots. Yeah, repping my roots. I'm repping my roots. Repping my roots. Besides playing all these songs, I feel like I need to also explain the cover of this album, the cover of When the Good Guys Win, because it's a little bit different for me. It's, it's two gloves, two work gloves, if you haven't seen it, um, black and white laying on a table. And a lot of you are probably thinking, what, what the heck do the gloves mean? Well, let me tell you. We were in New Mexico. This was actually the day before I went to Rio Doso and I heard Everybody Lives. Remember that story? Well, we went to New Mexico to shoot the album cover, to shoot the pictures. And we got with our favorite photographer, Eric Ryan Anderson, my brother and I. And we went out to the middle of nowhere. And we started snapping away, taking, taking some pictures that we hoped uh, would be the cover of this album. When we got back, we, we looked at them and we kind of got with a, our graphic designer and we put some things together. And we put the, you know, my name on there and we, we laid it out. And we had about three different choices of what could have been the album cover all with my face on it. And, you know, they were okay. They're, I could have gone with any of the three. And, and I told Tyler, I said, you name it, that it could be okay. It, just, it looks like another Granger album. But I wondered if there was something more, something cooler. And I started thinking that night, and I started thinking, you know, my parents, my parents' place is out in central Texas. My mom lives on a small cattle ranch. When Dad passed away in 2014, we got Eric Ryan Anderson, the photographer, to come out there and to shoot a bunch of pictures, uh, just iconic images from my dad. You know, his tractor, uh, his hats, his tools, his workbench, uh, his grapevines that he used to make Mustang grape jelly with. All kinds of things that were just special to my family. 
But as I started thinking about these images, I told Tyler, my brother, I said, what if, what if the album cover is one of these? What if it's the gloves? Like what, what better way to represent the hard work on an album than my dad's work gloves? Now, of course he, he would be, he would say, Granger, why are you using these old work gloves for your album cover? He would, <laughs> he wouldn't think that made any sense, but it's special to me. And then when the, when the album title became when the good guys win, and now I look at that title and I see my dad's gloves when the good guys win, man, that makes it, that makes it personal. That makes it special to me. And I also hope that by seeing the gloves, it, it helps separate it from the other albums I've made in the past. And you'll remember it by that. And if you're one of the few that actually buys this record and actually has a physical copy, then you can open it up and you can see a lot of these other images I'm talking about. The headlights from Dad's tractor is the CD itself. You can see one of his old fencing tools, you know, when you, when you open up the cover. And this album is a piece of me, but it's also a piece of my family. That makes it special. I got one for you. Don't tread on me. <laughs> I love that one. Why? It's Earl Dibbles. Because I like it. You look, because you look funny in the costume. Well, it's not a costume. That's a that's Earl Dibbles Jr. That's what he wears. You look funny in it. Lincoln, what do you think? I look funny in that in that quote. Well, whatever your opinion is about his overalls and muddy boots, track number thirteen features an old alter ego of mine named Earl Dibbles Jr. You know, the challenge with writing a new Earl song is always, where do we go from here? Have we not already covered it all with Earl? He's a simple man. And it was my tour manager, Chris, that kind of sparked this whole idea. He said, man, what if the title was Come and Take It? Like the old Revolutionary War and Texas Revolution slogans. You know, the the flags that people bring to our show all the time. And I said, dude, that is perfect. And we'll use it, but there's a slogan even closer to Earl's heart than that. Don't tread on me. I'm a survivor. You damn right I'm a fighter. I'm a big box kid and trap I bring and hang junior disciple. So don't you be offended when granddaddy's defending. This flag I'm waving says I'm staying free. Don't tread on me. No. We went in the studio and cut it with the loudest guitars and the loudest drums we could possibly do because that is what Earl does. And like anything Earl does, don't dig too deep on this one. It's nothing but fun. It's the anthem. It's the battle cry. Yee yee and don't tread on me are synonymous. It's the same thing. They go hand in hand together, peas in a pod. It's like if you have one tattoo, you might as well get the other on the same arm. There's 14 songs on this album. You know which one's my favorite. Don't tread on me. No. In the past, when I've had Earl songs on records, it's always the last song. That's not the case for this one. I felt like there was one more message that needed to be heard, one more idea that needed to be consumed before the book was closed. I was on tour in Connecticut last year with Frank Rogers. Just me and him were sitting in the back of the bus, and he said, 
Can I talk to you about a, a little idea that I've had about a song? I don't know if you'll like it or not. In fact, I don't know if anyone would like this for a song, but I was in New York City a few days ago, and I was up in the hotel, and I was looking down out of the window, and I saw all these people and all these cars and crazy neon lights. Everyone was in a hurry. And the first thought that came to my head was, we're living in a fast food world, dying for a home-cooked meal. I said, oh my God, Frank, I want to write that song right now. And the song we finished was beautiful. And it's never going to be a big radio hit, but it's a story I needed to tell. This city's moving faster than the speed of neon light. Night turns into day and then it turns back into night without rest. I guess that's what we wanted. It's a fast food world running and a gunning. 24 7 365 order it up and get what you like yeah it sure is something but here's the deal nothing's real it's a fast food world dying for a home-cooked I'll end the podcast with that thought. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoy when the good guys win as much as I did making it. Lincoln and London, do you guys have anything else to say? Thank you, everybody, for listening to this album, and I re- and I hope you really like it. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Welcome to this album. What do I say? That was perfect, buddy. Welcome to this album. Welcome to We'll we'll leave it at that. Love you guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.